<laughs> good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you, um, for those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Andrew Grossi, and if you're just jumping in just now, welcome, welcome to Andrew Speaks Podcast. Um, if you're returning, welcome back, thank you very much for coming back, thank you very much for tuning in to, an, to another episode, as we explore this whole I don't know what phrase really to put across it. I was going to say concept, but I don't think that really, I don't think that really cuts it. As we explore this whole, I'm going to leave that space blank because I'm 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 lacking the words to really describe it now. Category. Let's use let's let's use that. This whole category called success and happiness. Now, I record these podcasts at an unearthly hour in the morning and the main reason for that is because I do it in between feeds of our um, youngest son. I just sat here while I was watching my computer load and I'm looking around our front room and it has to be one of the most diverse spaces ever. Now don't get me wrong, this is probably my most comfortable room in the house, mainly because the kitchen is just there. We've got this sort of kitchen lounge sort of area. but. Um, yeah, looking around it, you've got the TV on one side with games consoles that I'm actually getting quite good at now to challenge my um, to challenge my elder son. Then you've got the kitchen, then you've got microwave and cupboards over there with baby stuff, and then alcoholic beverages and protein bits. <laughs> then you've got the sofa, and then you've got a spin bike, and then every now and again um, in the morning. <laughs> the early hours you've got me sat here on the sofa laptop um, microphone coming off of the windowsill and then various different mix of amplifiers and what have you across the floor I mean this spot on the sofa I mean we put my kids bought me this cushion cords and it says dad's chair pours off and it's got this picture of a pug with a top hat printed on it and it sort of sits in the corner and I suppose I suppose I am a bit like Sheldon in in probably more respects than I care to admit in the sense of I have a spot and that's a spot that I like to sit on and that's consequently where the um the cushion ends up sitting I, don't know, I just found it quite funny as I was just sat here um imagining yesterday same room but had my mum Karen the baby so the the, the the front room literally transforms throughout the day depending on what it's used for but it's it's the most used room in the entire flat anyway i digress so moving into today's moving into today's cast i've entitled i've entitled this cast this podcast i've entitled this podcast i can say i've entitled this podcast title too many words i've entitled this podcast what's your deepest fear because I think one of the key parts to moving forward to achieving success in anything is to understand that which scares you. Is to un- understand that which scares you and understand that things are going to scare you. Very often I think we, we, we expect that, and I've touched on this in previous podcasts, we expect that when we hit the right thing or when we hit the right trajectory, that challenges will melt away and that's how we'll know but actually it's the complete opposite and very often all too often when you're hitting the right trajectory when you're hitting the right mark 
that's the land that's the area that's got more fear attached to it simply because it means more to you now i'm going to read this quote out and it's i can't remember who originally wrote it but i heard it first in a film called coach carter and it said our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it's our light not our darkness that most frightens us we ask ourselves who am i to be brilliant gorgeous talented fabulous actually who are you not to be you're a child of god your playing small does not serve the world there is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is written within us. It is not, it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now this leads me on to one of my favorite stories for illustrating the illustrating the position that fear ha can put you in. So he goes, there was once a criminal who had committed a crime because hey, that's what criminals do, that's their job, right? Anyway, he was sent to the king for his punishment. The king told him he had a choice of two punishments. He could be hung by rope or take what's behind the big, dark, scary iron door. The criminal quickly decided on rope. As the noose was being slipped on him, he turned to the king and asked, By the way, out of curiosity, what's behind the door? The king laughed and said, You know, it's funny. I offer everyone the same choice and nearly everyone picks the rope. So, said the criminal, tell me, what's behind the door? I mean, obviously, I won't tell anyone, he said, pointing at the noose around his neck. The king paused, then answered, Freedom. But it seems most people are so afraid of the unknown that they immediately take the rope. That story always has always resonated with me because I think it sums up fear very, very nicely. The bit that makes fear frightening is that you don't know what's going to happen next. And so your mind tries to fill that gap by your imagination. You can't be afraid of something that you know, only something that you don't, and so therefore don't understand. You know, no matter how, if you think about it, no matter how deep, no matter how big, no matter how gruesome something is, if you know exactly what it is, and if you know exactly what's coming, and you can detail it, Fear doesn't actually kick in. Fear doesn't actually kick in because you know it. You understand it. You know? And this is the same feeling that's attached to the matter, into anything, no matter what it is. When you think of the love of your life cheating on you, losing your job, standing at the top of a cliff face about to fall, your child failing the exam, the feeling is exactly the same. The, as I said earlier on, the more something or someone means to you, the greater element of fear. So why is that? Because if something or someone doesn't mean anything to you, then there's no impact to you, so there's nothing to be frightened of. 
put this into perspective. If someone from work that you barely know but speak to quite often is diagnosed with cancer, your, fe your fear levels are far different than if the news was about someone in your inner circle. At night, our minds are free to wander. The conscious part of our brain is at rest and asleep, which is like having a team of horses which suddenly have the fences dropped and so can gallop anywhere that they please. Now, humans created the term nightmare to explain the blind panic that people wake up in after those three horses gallop towards the thought of something that we are fearful of happening. If you haven't experienced it yourself, you must have seen it in movies. You know, people asleep, writhing and twisted in the sheets, screaming out, no, 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 culminating into a loud scream and then waking up suddenly in a cold sweat and looking around in panic. I personally think that not only do we have we given nightmares a bad name, I also believe that in the blanket statement, it was just a nightmare, it removes the opportunity to learn from it. Our nightmares have far more to teach us than they're given credit for. Your nightmares and your dreams come from the same part of your brain, the part that houses your imagination. And so a more accurate term for them is to simply call them possible outcomes. Your dreams are the best possible outcome that you can imagine, and your nightmares are the worst possible outcome that you can imagine. Our instinct as humans is to run away from that which scares us. That's the million-year-old program running through our minds. That code in our DNA was put there to stop prehistoric man from falling out of trees in their sleep and not getting and to stop him from getting eaten by saber-toothed tigers. Remember your brain was built with pri one prime function that cannot be overridden and that's to survive. And this is why we have both sides of the co coin. We dream that so we can push ourselves to do things and we have fears to keep us alive and so maintain survival. Back in the day I suppose that fear could be blindly trusted. But as we aren't being eaten by large animals anymore and no longer sleep in the open where a wandering dog might chew on your toes. I'm not sure that blind trust in the fact that you're fearful about something is the best way to achieve your best life. I'd rather look at things that scare me and learn from the fear. Why am I scared of whatever it is? Then work out what work out what I need to change that fear into in order then work out what I need to change in order to change that fear into a strength in order to change that fear into something that can fuel me something that can fuel me into something else that I really really want to do you know I used to be afraid of losing people it would make me sick to my stomach if people didn't like me because I so desperately wanted to keep them in my life I would literally do whatever it took to please them very often to the detriment of the things I wanted to do or achieve myself I'd be haunted by taunts in my head or I'd be haunted with thoughts with thoughts in my head of are you stealing that person's thunder? What would they think if you did that? Are they still gonna like you after you've done that? These thoughts would go round and round and round in my head. I mean I mean this would be about things I really actually wanted to do, like this podcast for for example. I was so scared of people leaving me that it actually caused me to damage the friendships that I so desperately wanted to protect. And at various points made me feel really, really depressed. If you rewind time, when I was much younger, I was going through a particular bad patch. Now, when I say bad patch, I mean myself, my self-worth was an, at an ultra low. I mean, it was always low as a kid. I, I doubted myself at every possible term and I knew I knew where that came from I just didn't know how to do about it but this particular 
point in time was was an absolute like probably one of the lowest points that I that I can actually recall and remember. Now I had a group of friends that were they were literally a lifeline to me. They were literally a lifeline to me. They yeah, they sorry, I still get a bit funny when I recall this. Yeah, so I had a group of friends of mine that were still they were a lifeline to me. They were my ticket out. In all of them I saw the guy that I wanted to be and the impression I wanted to leave. And so I felt I considered myself so so blessed to have them to have them as friends and to be able to call them and to be part of the group and to be part of everything that was going on. You know? You know? So over I decided that what I wanted to do because I was so fearful of losing them that I was going to find a way to show them how to show them how much they meant to me so I started sending them text messages every now and again randomly just to literally say you know what thank you for being part of my world you know thank you for being thank you for being my friend that sort of thing now I did this as I normally would do with most things. I attach a system to it and it became, I did it consistently over a period of time, you know, and it made me feel better every time I pushed the message message out because in my head, in my head, I felt that every time I sent the message out, I was underlining and securing that friendship even more. You know, every time I sent the message out, I felt it was underlining and reaffirming that friendship and so when we're going back to fears was moving me away from that particular thing that I was most scared of which was losing people and in particular losing this group of friends. One day they summoned me to a local pub and basically staged an intervention. It's the only name that I can really put to it and told me to basically stop sending messages or we couldn't be friends anymore. Now, to say I was crushed was an absolute understatement. And that incident has affected me ever since. But it taught me that your fears are nothing more than a possible outcome for that period of time. But it taught me that your fears are nothing more than a possible outcome for the period of time that we call the future. And that they can always be put into perspective. They can always be rationalized to a point where you understand them and so can make a decision past them. The reason why I love the story in the beginning isn't because of the irony of the fact that behind the scary door was freedom and the robber basically chose death. The reason why I love the story is because we all do exactly what the robber did on a daily basis. We're so afraid of the unknown and what presents itself as being a more frightening prospect than which we are certain about that we often choose to live our worst nightmares. We're actually afraid of being alone and so fear being cheated on so we sabotage the relationship with worry and so push the person away and end up being alone anyway. We're always so scared of failing and having everyone see us fall that we don't act on the great idea that we have and so stay in the job that we hate and end up feeling like a failure for the rest of our lives. We're so afraid of being hurt that we don't tell the person that you love the most that we love them and so lose them to someone else that's willing to make that leap. There's an acronym out there for fear, and it says, false evidence appearing real. And I absolutely disagree with it, because I don't actually think that it's false. 
I don't think that it's false. And I think that the, the fact that it's popping up into your mind means that it's a very possible outcome. Fear really and truly is a warning system. It's a warning system for you to pay attention, to pay attention to the choices that are coming about, that are coming your way, to make sure that they're guided, guided in the best possible fashion. Fear, I don't is I don't think is something that we should be fearful of. I think we should pay attention to it, but I don't think it's something that should shake us to the very core and so remove remove our rational decision-making capabilities. The only way to defeat your fears is to truly, truly understand them. Understand why they're there. Understand the true meaning of what they mean. Your answer may be that they simply need to be discarded and thrown away because they're ridiculous and unfounded, but understand that that's what it is and therefore make that decision it may be like in my case that you identify that there is some self-worth understanding that needs to be worked on and some repair work that needs to be undertaken but again take the moment to understand it your power comes from dismissing the fear from fear and place it in the box that it truly truly belongs in which is consideration i'll leave you with this no matter what it is in life, fear, as in true fear, only exists in things that we truly don't understand. Most people fear death not because of how it may happen, but because we don't accurately know what happens next. On the contrary, if you speak to a true believer of God, then they have no fear of dying, because they are certain as to what they're going after. And that certainty of, w of what comes after takes away the fear shines a light into the shadows and makes your and enables you to see the room fully for exactly what it is you can't fear what you know to be true take the things that you're fearful of as an indication of an area that you need to under increase your understanding of not something that you need to run away from that's me out for this week well for today thank you so much for listening we're going to be expanding. We're going to be expanding the whole subjects of fear, moving into a, a different realm and different understanding of it next time round. Um, as you always, big massive thank you to JT Clark because without them we couldn't be here. If you guys are looking for a place to rent or buy in South East London, then please, please, please do check the take the time to check them out, and I'm sure the guys will take care of your every need. As I said, that's me out for this week. As usual, you stay strong, you stay focused, and I'll see you in the forwards. Take care.